You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about Billion Dollar Babies by Alice Cooper. In the room, I have Rob. Hello! <laughs> I'm Ben. Hooray! <laughs> Solange. I'm ready. And John. Let the lights grow dim. Yes. <laughs> Billion Dollar Babies is the sixth studio album by American rock band Alice Cooper, released on February 25th, 1973. The producer was Bob Ezrin, and the genre is hard rock and glam rock. And I'm going to read from All Music Review, Greg Prado. With Billion Dollar Babies, Alice Cooper refined the raw grit of their earlier work in favor of a slightly more polished sound, courtesy of super producer Bob Ezrin, resulting in a mega-hit album that reached the top of the U.S. album charts. Song for song, Billion Dollar Babies is probably the original Alice Cooper's group's finest and strongest. Such tracks as Hello, Hooray, the lethal stomp of the title track, the defiant elected, a rewrite of an earlier song, Reflected, and the poison lace pop candy of No More Mr. Night Sky remained among Cooper's greatest achievements. Also, including are a pair of perennial concert standards, the disturbing necrophilia ditty I Love the Dead, and the chilling McBride of Sick Things. Not only is Billion Dollar Babies one of Cooper's very best, it remains one of Rock's all-time quintessential classics. All right, what do we think of Billion Dollar Babies by I Alice Cooper? think... That this should have been the Alice Cooper record that was in this book because that first record doesn't hold a fucking candle to this. This is really good. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed this. So good. Yeah, yeah. I've never listened to Alice Cooper before. Awesome. I've never listened to Alice Cooper before, and I really, I and I really liked it because um, I always kind of thought Alice Cooper was more in vain of a. I've heard obviously like I've heard "Schools Out for Summer," and that's what I thought Alice Cooper sounded like all the time was kind of like uh, that and. Um, D. Snyder's band called Twisted, oh, Twisted Sister. Sister. Yeah, I kind of thought he sounded more like that. So when I listened to this, and it was like rock and roll, like 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 to me, this is like classic rock and roll, not like you know classic rock your dad listens to in the garage, like you know, basically what. What's wrong with listening to rock and roll in the garage? Nothing's wrong. Why don't you like my awesome. dad listening to this album in the garage? Your dad's a very nice man. I've met him before, but. I like this, like, very classic, like, rock and roll, like, just, it's hard and, you know, guitar-driven and very, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. It's a production. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. He's got a big production going, and yeah. that, that in, he has an intro, you mm-hmm. know, like, to announce the show is starting. And it's a Judy Collins cover. Yeah, it's it, and he does it so well that when you look it up, it references him 
moreover than anything about Judy Collins, <laughs> which I think is is correct. Like he crushes it. I love Hello Hooray. Yeah, I think it's my. St- like, I like other songs on this album, but I think Hello Hooray is my favorite song on this album. That's awesome. It's just, it's hell of an yeah. opener. Yeah, yeah it's it such really a cool is. like rock and roll treatment of like a uh, like a, a uh, more of like a like a. You know, we recently talked about the uh, the sensational Alex Harvey band, and now we're talking about Alice Cooper, and both of those bands can mix some cabaret in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Alex, Alice Cooper, Alex Cooper, Alice Cooper, I, I wrote down for Hello Hooray, and I think just across the whole album, he mixes menace and joy. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas uh, Alex Harvey, I think, mixed, you know, joy and camp. Yeah. There's not, there's not much menace. I mean, there was like a touch of it in some of the things that they did, but really Alice Cooper has a... Has a stronghold on menace. I, it's his brand, but in yeah. a, but in a in a way that comes across as as joyous. So, you know, he's reveling in it. I feel like it's more like winky, like wink, wink. Oh, almost, yeah. it's you know, not pure. it's it's yeah, so almost not, Mr. Nice Guy is such a yeah, like, it's, it's jokey song. It's just like it's it's definitely like menacing, and like I know about Alice Cooper's like stage shows and stuff, but it's it's very much like oh, kids, isn't this crazy? Ah! You know, I mean, not not like I'm saying that to disparage him, but like just knowing what I know about like uh, Vince Furnier, the man who's not Alice Cooper, like to me, this is very much like very tongue in cheek. Well, that's kind of what the whole album is about. They were freaking out because they were making so much fucking money. They had no billion. The billion. They are the billion dollar babies. Yeah. They they are the titular billion dollar yes. babies. They don't know what the fuck to do. They don't know why it's happening, and they're just reveling in the fact that mm-hmm. they're making all this cash. Yeah. Do you know the inspiration for No More Mister Nice Guy? You're talking about how, like uh, like the 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 act of of menace. So Alice Cooper, after he's already been Alice Cooper for a while, going back to. He like he went to church with his mom, like the old church he went to growing up in like whatever suburb that was, and he was shame like he he was like feeling the shameful looks from like the 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 preacher man and like people in the congregation, and that's actually referred to in the lyrics of No More Mister Nice Guy. Uh, yeah, like, Alice Cooper goes to church. <laughs> with his mom. Oh, he doesn't just go to church. He's a Sunday school teacher. Like, I teach Sunday school, but I'm out here, like, talking about sci-fi, and he's talking about, like, the actual fucking Bible. You and know what I mean? take off his hat and imagine that. <laughs> Him going to church. <laughs> he's, I mean, I, look, I looked up, because Alice Cooper, and I've read a lot of, like, part of the thing that turned me off to Alice Cooper's music is um, just him as a person outside of the act. And it's really interesting. As a DJ? Yeah. No, as a golfer. I just can't stand, no. I just, um, I it's one of those things where for me, it's like I have to divorce the art from the artist, you know? Yeah, like Gary Glitter. Yeah, like Gary, Jackson. like Gary Gary Glitter. Um, and Michael Jackson, you can say that Oh, loud. yeah, and it's Michael, okay. no, Michael Jackson I have actually like very strong feelings about uh, in a lot of ways, but that's not like appropriate for this point right now. But I'm not going to, I'm not getting me. into it. I'm not getting into it. I have. We'll I have, get to Thriller. Alice Cooper, like, I think is a very talented performer in a lot of ways. Um, and the thing that kind of frustrates me a little bit, and, and I, again, I like this album a lot, but it, it really prevented me from liking this album because his whole thing now that he's older and he's like a born-again Christian is, oh, no, I'm warning against the devil. I'm warning against temptation in all my songs. Like, these are really these are really things for you to think about, like, why you shouldn't sin. And I, I don't like that, like, re- I don't know if it's revisionist or not. I just don't like that idea that, like, something I take inherent joy in should be, like, taken as a cautionary tale. It's the, I mean, but it's the idea of do you 
I see what you're saying. I don't want to be lectured to, you know what I mean? Well, I think different than that, I think an artist has the opportunity to tell you what you should think about their art, and that's probably not always the best idea. Oh, George Lucas. I'm going to say it, George Lucas. Jorge Lucas. I don't know if I'd say that. (laughs) A lot of people, like, they take what they want from Mm -hmm. an artist's idea or composition and then to be told something that it's not what you take away from it, that it it, it kind of like, it's a, like a personal attack on you because it's like, wait. Yeah, I, like meatloaf. I wanted this out yeah, of it. Right? Mm-hmm. And you you say it's it's something else than, Meat- than I. <laughs> I just, uh, it's not that it's like, it's like it hurts that it's, I think part of it that I take umbrage with is like, I'm not Christian. And I don't say that in the way that like, I'm irreligious. Like I am a di- totally different religion than that. And just... I don't like being preached to, you know, I want to have, I'm like, I want to have fun with this album and I don't appreciate, but I think that I can't have fun. Part of what we're doing with the project is we're just listening to the album. Yeah. So you have to, I mean, part of me always just wants to say, I don't care about like who, who that person is or what's going on or what albums came before or after. I just want to hear this album and, Mm -hmm. and sort of think about this album as like it you know, might have been maybe in a context of like history, yeah. but more just like, is this a good album? Like, does it deserve to be in a list? Does I, it, do, I feel that. I do we want to keep listening to it? Should I, it be celebrated yeah. or despised? Trust me, I totally, I totally feel that. I guess it's just hard for me because I can be a very contextual person in a lot of ways, but like, I do maintain deeply, I really, lo- I really, really liked this album for what it was that was presented to me. You know, I really, I really liked it. It's just, it was hard for me to like really divorce myself from that because I had had so many preconceived notions about Alice Cooper when I listened to it, you know? He's a, yeah, he's a, he's a character. He's a weird, or Vince Fernier. Like, I feel weird calling him Alice Cooper because he makes it clear like I am not Alice Cooper. That is who I am when I go on stage. I almost like that aspect about him though because yeah. so many people, you know, try and present themselves so... Mm-hmm like a macho or, you know, mm-hmm. like in a different attitude and is like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm this guy, you know, yeah. all the time. He, he at least is like, no, I'm this person. I play a character. Like this yeah. is my character. Which I, I respect that. I think that's an interesting, I think that's really interesting. I yeah. don't want to say it's like cool because, you know, I don't want to endorse anything about his personal life, but I think it's, it's interesting that he says like, no, this is not who, that's not who I am. That's who I am when I'm performing. It's interesting that he says he's not Alice Cooper because at this point, the and up to this point and not past this point, the entire band is Alice Cooper. Yeah, Alice Cooper's the name of the band, and it's been the same dudes up until this point. Alice Cooper disbands the band Alice Cooper after this, puts together a new band, names Mm. himself Alice Cooper. He, I'm sure, he was probably going by Alice Cooper on stage. 
uh, but legally changes his name to Alice Cooper and continues to release albums as Alice Cooper. It, but it, but it's not like finger quotes Alice Cooper. It's it's now you're calling yourself Alice Cooper, yeah. right? And you know, and that's well and good. I am very impressed by the band. Oh, this I'm band sorry. is awesome. this band is tight. Yeah, and I kind of get that. Alice, I'm sure at this point, or Vince or whatever, is realizing that he is the star. Like mm-hmm. he he is the name on the billboard, and it and it. I don't know if it was all equal shares, but who knows when they started? You know, maybe it was all equal shares. But it seems to, like to me, the listener. I wish they had been able to like renegotiate as opposed to just scrapping this thing and rebuilding from scratch with the only similar thing being Vince. Yeah, this band is awesome. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I I was like listening over and over and I was like the production and the mm-hmm. like the the way this album sounds it's amazing. The guitar riffs so are good. so cool. Like yeah. they're they're very talented. I, I'm curious after this again. This is listen to Alice Cooper after this album where it's a completely different band. What's the music quality like? It's still Alice it's Cooper. Good. It, it's yeah. good. It's good. But we but don't have it, any more Alice Cooper albums in the book. I don't think. No. So there you have it. Really? Uh oh. Well, we didn't have any other. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Welcome to my nightmare. We'll oh, yeah, so that's right. the very yeah. next one. That's his first okay. solo one. Interesting. There's yeah, two Alice Cooper Wikipedia pages. Yeah. There's a Wikipedia page for Alice Cooper, the band called Alice Cooper, and there's an, a Wikipedia page called Alice Cooper, the guy from the band called Alice Cooper that now calls himself <laughs> Alice Cooper. I'm I'm interested <laughs> to compare the two, just like musically. Like I understand that like the quality could be like equal, but I'm interested to see like how it. Changes, I guess. I think if you take the song like uh, "No More Mr. Nice Guy," yeah. and think about that, and then take it to the next yeah. album, that's 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 what you go. Yeah. feed my Frankenstein. I mean, it's I could see it's that, very yeah. much a like straight ahead like here is a pop songy mm. kind of thing. It still has theatrics, but this one's more of a like a classic yeah. rock. Like here's mm-hmm. a couple different songs. This one's about necrophilia this one's about you know like still having that interesting subject matter but it doesn't nothing has uh, i'm trying to go back to what's the song uh sick things like yeah that's like a dark song that sounds weird Mm. you know and unfinished sweet yeah dental yeah is this a glam rock album i think so yeah Yeah. Yeah, i I think think it is yeah absolutely cool Anybody else surprised that uh, Donovan's on Billion Dollar Babies? I was Babies? very surprised. What? Yeah. It's a duet. He's the other voice. On, Donovan is the Donovan other voice? Yeah. There's, he, Donovan's I mean, the, the false. I like Donovan. He's the one that goes into falsetto. <laughs> and during the verse, like, there's two voices, and one will be singing it straight, and the other one will be talking it spooky. Mm-hmm. And then the next verse, the other voice is singing it straight, and the other voice is talking it spooky. That's uh, Vince and Donnie. Ah. Nice. Yeah. So that was just a special duet for that one song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was not a member of the band that is called Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. They they recorded in two separate spots, but they went over to uh, Scotland uh, or so, so, somewhere in the Isles to finish it. And uh, yeah, Donovan showed up and was like, <laughs> "All right, cool, sweet." Yes, yeah. to achieve certain vocal sounds and echoes, microphones were run through rooms, very size uh, sizes, and greenhouse. In the Morgan Studios in London, where Donovan contributed. <laughs> the uh, greenhouse. As, yeah. well, it's like, it's a awesome. mansion, right, that you yeah. can record in, yeah. And also uh, from The Who, uh, 
drummer uh keith moon was on like oh a track and yeah they had like people stopping by i think it was kind of a party and yeah dude every you know that kind of explains a lot about this album yeah you know like why it sounds so uh interesting in the way that it does yeah in a good way in a good way how about yeah. how they go into the james bond theme halfway through i like it week? yeah i love it <laughs> it doesn't yeah it doesn't detract too much from the Overall I'm wondering, uh, like, idea is, is there like a like a th- a common thread of theme going from like because unfinished suite that, that song's about like a fear of dentists right yeah I'm just wondering like did they just go into the James Bond theme because they were dicking around the studio and like hey check this out it's a James Bond theme or like was there some kind of conceptual thread going from talking about it's dentists not, I mean it's not quite the James Bond theme it, has it, a it goes bada bada. It's oh, pretty much, yeah, true. it is yeah. the James Bond theme. Yeah. It is in 13, though, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Well, maybe it gives them time during that segment. If I don't know how much they planned ahead to give the a stage. Exactly. If you're going to like, okay, well, so here's the part where the dentist comes out oh, and drills yeah. the head on the stage. We'll just do the James Bond theme. Yeah. I forgot. This was a tour where they like, like, oh, if we're going to tour, let's book it. Oh, yeah. They had like, whatever, three semis full of shit. Let's bring oh, wow. the guillotine. Yeah. I yeah. wrote down yeah. everything that I had. Oh, yeah. Oh. Please tell me because I, I have it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I first and foremost, I said this tour sounds insane. There was 40 <laughs> to 50 techs. Uh, 26,000 pounds of equipment, two trailers, there was dentist drills, four whips, surgical tables, six hatchets, 33,000 programs, 300 baby dolls, 22,000 sparklers, 58 mannequins, 280 spare bulbs, 1,000 rat patches, 6,000 mirror parts, 14 bubble machines, 28 gallons of bubble juice, and 250,000 Patches of bubble bath. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> Sorry, packs of bubble bath. Huh. Um, what a sudsy show. Which, wow. yeah, that, that means there was five baby dolls ripped apart per show and uh, <laughs> 3,000 or 343 sparkle. Uh, no. How my, many, my, how my, many shows? I tried to. I tried to. I fucked up. How many mannequins per show? Uh, mm. Well, there was a total of 58. So I think they were putting them back together. Mm. Um, I was wondering if the mannequins was, was getting decapitated. Uh, he, I mean, he got decapitated. There, he, Not he, him. He, he, no, he, he's a, he's he immortal. He doesn't actually die every night. <laughs> Alice Cooper got decapitated. <laughs> Dude, I saw Alice Cooper in 2000. It was so cool. He, uh, he, he. Cut off, they cut off his head, and then they put his head on the body of a robot, and then the robot Alice Cooper finished the show. That's awesome. <laughs> it was fucking That's rad. That's so cool. That's so cool. I mean, yeah, like, he hired a magician to come up with, like, the sage stuff. Not just any around. magician. It was, oh. David, David Cop- Copperfield. No, no. no. David Copperfield. It's, it's that, oh, I forget his name. It's the guy. It's David Blaine. No, no. It's, 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 it's the, 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 the magician slash. David Blaine. It's the magician slash skeptic that, like, disproves, like, faith healers and oh, shit. Oh, that's Penn and Teller. No, no, it's, no, it's, it's the, the, guy. the single discreditor guy. It's the I'm main Yeah, dude. it's the main, yelling, main discreditor James dude. Randy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so he, I'm cool he was in charge of the stagecraft. That's so cool. Yeah, he like got sued by what's his name, Uri Geller or whatever yeah. the spoon. That was the guy. next one. I was the next yeah. magician. I was gonna say y'all. Yeah. So, but. but yeah, sixty-four shows, fifty-nine cities. Damn, that's number a long one in the time. U.S. and U.K. Yeah, no, the, uh, the, yeah. this would have been a fucking sight to behold. The gross revenue of the the tour was 
supposed to be 20 million. Does anybody have a guess on like, what they made? It was way less than that. It was like four. Four million. Yeah. <laughs> four million. Is that in 1973 dollars I mean, or eight dollars? Yeah, that's, that's a lot. It's, it's yeah. 80% less. But they, wanted 20, they were expecting 20 and mm. they got four. Uh, yeah. And that's a lot of text you gotta share that with. Yeah. <laughs> that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> So then, with all these sparklers and suds and stuff, do you think, uh, I've never been to a guar show, but do you oh, think... Oh, man, it's awesome. Do you, I know oh, it's very... Have. Uh, four of us at this table that, have been to a guar show. I know show. that four people have been. Uh, which one do you think smells worse, but not in the context in which you all went, because I know that that one definitely smelled worse. Well, I've uh, been to both, but they were both outdoors. I bet I bet the Cooper in 73 did, because yeah. Guar's got it down, and they know what they're doing. Yeah, their substances are pretty yeah. pure and yeah. clean. And, yeah. Ellis yeah. Cooper, at least, like, again, I saw him in 2000. But he wasn't spraying the crowd with anything. That's true. It's probably stickier. Mm. Although with the bubble, but all the bubbles. Yeah, but that's cleaning you. I'm just going with like the sheer amount of sparklers and bashing oh, apart. Burning smell. Stink. Yeah. Stinks. Yeah. Magnesium. Yeah. Sparklers smell great. Mm. Uh, smells like I don't know. Smells like freedom. Smells like freedom. <laughs> you sparklers. don't like the way America smells. My new cologne: sparklers and hot dogs. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> You mean, uh, the what's Burger it called? King cologne? Yeah, burn by, what's it called? No, the, it's the flame. flame. Mm. <laughs> it, it doesn't smell bad at all. Yeah. I'm good, thanks. All right, side two, track one. Yeah, that's no, the banger. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Love that song. It's great. What do we think of this song? I thought, after listening to the album, I was like, you know what? It's kind of a weak track on it, this no way. album. It's, it's, it's yeah. a straightforward rocker. It's a radio track. It is a radio, it's a radio track. track. Yeah. Okay. It's, maybe it's that's definitely that's very different tonally from the rest. It's like such a departure from the rest of the album. Like clearly they wanted a hit, but, but I didn't not enjoy but it. But not you know? in in, in the, <laughs> with with schools out for summer already being established as a like a thing they did. Like they're just going back to the well with this one. Like it's it's a perfectly acceptable and good like yeah. you know radio rock song mm-hmm. what would the dazing and fuse movie had done without the music of alice cooper i know no more done. mr nice guys in there and school's out's absolutely in that yeah. movie i think it's yeah. illegal not to play that song when the school's i'm kidding yeah, it is yeah it's in the regs <laughs> it is. oh yeah. john you're the lawyer yeah, i checked it's actually there okay yeah nice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she signed off on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, it's, I was under the went... impression that school was out forever. <laughs> <laughs> no more teachers. No it's more considered no puffery. Work. Puffery a, is allowed in a uh, conservative artistic... Christian told me so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's but I, I, I see your sandbirch. Like it after you hear like how hard the guitars shred on Billion Dollar Babies and like how weird Unfinished Sweets go, then you go into this and you're like. Okay, I've expected something a little don't, 
I don't yeah. know, like more. I expect a little twist. Yeah. Uh, no more Mr. Nice Guy's a banger. Oh, it's, it's a, great. It's a, that, that guitar riff is yeah, that's a is, great. But it's riff. iconic. But it's a straight, yeah, like we said, straight kind of pop it's, radio it's song. Classic side two track one. Yeah, and honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm between the song after this and the song after that being the best songs on the record. Generation like, landslide and sick things. Yeah, I think those those two are uh, are up for best song on the record. Why? What? Why? Tell me why. Why? I, I have you. I, I got, I've got two ears and a heart. <laughs> That's why. What? what no, that's why you like Phil Collins. What, <laughs> what stands out on Generation Landslide? Because I like it too, but I just want to hear. I don't know. Like, I, I literally put three stars next to it. I think we know have our that's answer. Right. You just said it in our ears. Yeah. yeah. La da 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 da. You know what it reminded me of too? Was What's that? Zepp Zeppelin. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it has a little bit of the folk, a, a little, little bit folk. of the. Yeah, that's and it's it. Got, yeah. And it's got a, it's got a that that drum beat, that riff. Yep, yep. love it too. Zep three is fifty years old this year. Mm. Oh yeah, and uh, so there's a, a that that regional Zeppelin tribute band Zeppelin two are doing Zeppelin three. Uh, <laughs> I, I Zeppelin two is doing De- Zeppelin three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I'll probably go. It's probably gonna be fun. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't like get it. Yeah, this man, this album's so good. It also, really we, we we really haven't talked about uh, a band that I think all of us are pretty fond of called Turbo Negro. Yeah, oh, man. yeah. And this album defines that band. Yeah, if I may say man, so. I, I didn't I, I didn't hear it until you said that, but now I I, uh, I can't the, unhear it. The intro. They have a song called Zillion Dollar Sadist. <laughs> oh. So yeah, it's a direct derivative of that, yeah. They're all about theatrics and riffs and yeah. classic rock and, and being a little Even the cover of this record, oh, like love it. The, the, the little uh little baby looks like Hank. Like the uh <laughs> Oh yeah, the, I mean the, Alice the Cooper, eye makeup's right the there. Al- yeah. Eye makeup is, yeah. you know, Alice Cooper. And I love yeah, we didn't even mention the the album, which is a gatefold. Anybody know this? Oh, no. So it looks like a wallet, and when you open it up, it's got like a bill inside that's like a zillion dollar oh my bill. Oh, God. <laughs> I gotta it's, look this up. It's pretty incredible. I was but like, it's like a, like a so. snakeskin looking uh, wallet with a little like golden baby on a little coin. This is one of those records that I had and let go without. No. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, like. It's one of those things, like, I, I bought it for probably a nickel when I was in my 20s. I'm like, oh, cool, Alice Cooper. And I probably bought it as part of a haul and never really got into it. And then, like, years later, I was thinning out. And, like, I knew school's out. And, like, that was like, meh for me. So, like, it just it went into a basket. That's funny. And if I ever see it again, I will absolutely pick it yeah. up again. Yeah. Uh, you know, we covered that previous Alice Cooper album. I was just like, yeah, yeah. So, so this one just blows it away. Yeah, I, I had that one too, and I don't have any uh, any like seller's remorse from that one. But I'm getting seller's remorse from Billion Dollar Babies. Mm. Yeah, jeez. I should have given it more time. Give it more time. Got it. Three listens, y'all. Three listens before you sell a record. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a uh, quadraphonic mix of this uh, this That's record. Right. That's right. They were big on. I mean, since it was Bob Ezrin, yep. doing it, he wanted it to have that sort of spatial sound, that and big sound. Apparently, the the vocals are way more up front uh, with that mix. Uh, they thought that that mix was used for a DVD uh, like 
audio copy, but it was just like 5.1 that was yeah. uh, switched up. But yeah, yeah. there's a, if you if you find a certain A track, you have quadraphonic uh, sound on this. So you one. just hook that up to your quadraphonic A track player. That's right. <laughs> How do you listen to music? <laughs> what is fantasy? <laughs> All right. Do we even need to go around the uh, the room or anything? No. Is everybody just totally oh, yeah, totally into it? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Great album. Yeah. Very cool. Album up, and don't sell it until you've listened to it at least three times. Yeah. Absolutely. This is. I never really put this lump this in with the like classic rock albums you really think mm-hmm. about, but I think so. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? It's very like I said before. It's it's very when I think like rock and roll, which to me hot take not really a genre you hear a lot anymore on the radio i mean like i mean new rock and roll like you don't hear music like this anymore i don't think and i really enjoyed this because i I like this kind of stuff it's very classic but you know not like eagles or some shit like that you know what i mean Hmm. Hmm. theatrical yeah going for it like marilyn manson's (laughs) he was going for something oh yeah he was antichrist superstar he was reaching, reaching for them stars. I yeah. will say reaching when uh, Alice when, I, playbook. when I yeah. left the dead came on, I was like, I was like, okay, this album is fire, but like, where's all this like Alice Cooper eating chickens or whatever the hell he? That's I don't see. I know, I know Bats. it's not him, whatever. But like, I was like, where's all this stuff he talks about? Then he's like, I Alice, love the dead, and Alice I'm like, Cooper there he is. <laughs> I I feel like you know. That is one thing on this album. Like, it's a little bit of a weird song to end on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's cool. It's yeah. still cool. <laughs> He's got his brand. He yeah. Kept, he kept the freaky until the end, just like when he cuts his head off. He he stacks the the cards right. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a long longer song, and it's at the end. Same with uh, Unfinished Sweet. Oh, yeah. Comes out the gate with Judy Collins. Yeah. <laughs> you think that, you always uh, come out the gate with some Judy you Collins. You gotta come out the, just banging that Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Neil Young Wait, listened to what? Alice Cooper? I don't know about Neil that. Neil Young? Because I mean, if sure you listen to Marianne, it's absolutely Forever in Blue Jeans. <laughs> and like, Forever in Blue Jeans came out in 79. Diamond. Whatever. <laughs> They're the same person. I've never seen them in the same spot. They're both Canadian. I'm sure we can find a picture of Neil Diamond. They're both Canadian. They're both named Neil. But no, I see that. Like that is also an interesting. Like we 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 haven't talked about like key songs or interesting songs like on the second side so much. Uh, but yeah, Marianne is kind of a straight sweet song. Mm-hmm. Like there's no real you know money talks, <laughs> real no funk to it. So, but it's nice. It's a good song. I think yeah. Oh yeah, they were both at the last waltz. Were they though, they or was were. it Mears? No, no, was no. It, was it was it the same guy that put on They're the both stage, on stage show? at the same time during the last uh-huh. song? You heard it first. Neil Young is not Neil Diamond. I don't. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> I'll find it. Uh, yeah, sick things. Ugh, song's good, right? They're just not afraid to yet play <laughs> some noise, play some yeah, doing that Velvet Underground thing, just. Slow it down. Yep. Yeah. There's both of them Drag by the same on. microphone. Neil Young standing right next to Joni Mitchell. I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> also, quit showing pictures during the podcast. It's well, making shit making, stupid. Quit making outlandish claims <laughs> when you forget Neil Diamond's name. <laughs> Alan Thick is Gigi Allen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Prove me wrong. 
Show me a picture of both of them together. <laughs> See, now, now, now you're baiting me. I'm going to show you the picture. You're like, don't show me pictures during the podcast. But yeah, this album's great. Yeah, yeah so awesome good. album. Listen to it. For sure. All right. Next time we'll be talking about the Stooges or Iggy and the Stooges. Raw power. Oh, oh. Thanks, y'all. Mm-hmm.